Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I'm your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined, as always, by... Trace Finicaro. And... Cobra Kai. That is a one-gunner Kennedy. I like uh, like the Cobra Kai reference. Um, Speaking of Cobra Kai, in the southwestern part of our nation, there is a... uh, There is a... Uh, airplane, Jesus Christ, air traffic company. Oh, fuck, I don't know. Trace, take air- us away. <laughs> uh, so, um, a, 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 a line of air, a line of air. airline. Yes, Wait. Jesus Christ. Wow, that was difficult to process in my brain. But, Trace, this is your topic. You talk you know, about if, it. If that was me introducing it, I would force you guys. I would like just stop the recording because I'm in charge and I would say, fuck you guys, let's start the recording again. So, fuck I appreciate it. you guys just powering through. Um, so yeah, Southwest Airlines. Um, they're an airport company. <laughs> yes, they do things in airports. Um, What's embarrassing is that my brother-in-law works for these people, and I. I heard they're a great use company. The word airline. They actually are. They actually are. Not to get into personal or into, like how the company runs. They're actually they're actually a pretty cool company. I mean, other than yeah, other they, than other than the whole like flying seven thirty sevens and you know being responsible for the max coming into existence but yeah that's that's like blaming some that's like blaming somebody for the way that that's like blaming somebody getting into shit for the way that they're they're dressed yeah which is exactly what happened (laughs) so um oh um a, a passenger uh apparently was was told um before boarding the plane that her outfit violated um a a certain um a travel restriction that the flight attendants are allowed to impose on the travelers. And this one that she was violating was that she was lewd. They said that they're allowed to uh, prevent people from flying if their clothing or their attire um, is considered lewd. And um, it, it, to, to kind of paint a picture of what this woman looks like, um, she's she's a black woman. Um it looks like she's pretty fit. She has, uh, uh, yeah, long in the, in the dress parlance on. of our generation. In the parlance of our generation, uh, she would be referred to as uh, mad banging, as, as it were. I think that's way. I think I think thick is how you would describe this uh, this young woman. Actually, I actually don't know if she's young. I don't. I don't know if I'd call it thick, but I, I, I'm not going to argue. <laughs> she has a very, very long um, red dress on. Shows about half of her leg. Um, the dress goes it's a down. Skirt, it's a red skirt with a slit up the right-hand side. Going yeah. to a little bit of maybe mid-thigh, but nothing crazy. Nothing by no means is, is a skirt an issue. And however, the top half, um, the top half looks very much like a black bikini top, like not one that's overexposed, but definitely looks like a bikini top, <laughs> like it's exposing a lot of the breasts inside the top. And uh, <laughs> she she demanded, she's like, OK, well, if you're not going to let me on, show me the claws that, that, that defines what loot is. And uh, apparently. Southwest says that it's actually up to the discretion of the flight team um, in regards to what is lewd. And it became even more interesting because she ended up putting up a stink and the captain of the airplane ended up, uh, you know, trying to 
you know, trying to talk her down and, uh, he ended up giving him one of her, one of, one of his, 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 uh, captain shirts. And she ended up wearing that over, over her top half. Now I thought this was an interesting topic, maybe not so much of a current event, but more of like a, uh, I, I, I found it very interesting because the, the woman's very, very attractive in the photo, but she's also exposing a lot of skin and, you know, I guess it kind of puts the definition and judgment of the word lewd. I got to be honest here. So what, in my opinion, what she's wearing, I don't even think like, I think she would like, it's not like a, it's, she's wearing like a bikini or anything. I guess I, I was kind of surprised as to, um, I, I guess I couldn't really pick out what was lewd about this. Like, she, yeah, I she's agree. got cleavage. She's got like some cleavage going on, like, you it, know, but she's well endowed. Like, I don't know like what. Um, I, I mean, I think, I think, I think there was a slight, uh, melanin, uh, mosaic bias here. Do you think a little, a little uh, racial, little racial issue going on? I think, I think it's a cult. Well, I, I, so I guess the thing is, it would it have been the same shit story, you know, and I don't want to, you know, as I throw that grenade in and not make it, I think that there's some cultural bias coming in i mean like it's not even there's not even under boob i mean it's there's not even like yeah i was really surprised uh very very surprised uh, that she got like that that i don't know i i urge anyone to look up kayla eubanks that's her name um her twitter handle is uzi Susie. but uh she took a a selfie in the bathroom of what she was wearing to kind of show you know what uh what was you know what she was wearing and what she was kind of getting crushed for, but uh, I don't know. I, I kind of, to be honest with you, it looked a little bit dressy to me. It didn't look like mm-hmm. trashy or anything. Like well, I thought it was, you know. I kind of, I kind of share the same, the same opinion. And I have to make a correction. I said she was wearing the, 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 the pilot's, uh, the pilot's shirt. I don't believe that's true. I think he just gave her one of his t-shirts to wear, um, because yes. the second photo of her sitting on the plane says "Boys of Summer." <laughs> it looks like a, <laughs> it looks like a, like a baseball tee. Um, but I agree with you, Wade. I mean, there's there's a couple of key elements here where where it, my judgment, if I if I were working um, for for Southwest Airlines, my judgment wouldn't have gone there. Number one, she has uh, jewelry that she's wearing on her arm as well as really big earrings, which tells me that she's probably uh, she's probably traveling minimally and it seems more like she's dressed up. It doesn't seem like she's just dressed trashy. But I also realize that there's probably a lot of people on on the plane that they have a different opinion on what lewd would be and that maybe she is exposing uh you know more than they're comfortable with but this is it, it, i got into an argument with my wife about this earlier today and and i said I, I got some pictures which i hate googling this stuff and anyone who follows me on facebook laughs because of all of the advertisements i share they're they're disgusting um and it's probably because of my search history and i searched today for um I wanted to see uh, some tank tops that men would wear that you can see their nipples through them. <laughs> so I'm looking these up and I'm like, Jen, this guy would not get stopped on an airplane. And I sh- it was like this, you know, this really good looking guy wearing, you know, a mesh tank top and you could see straight through it. I'm like, this guy would not be stopped getting onto a plane, um, but he's arguably showing off, you know, more skin. Um than this woman. And then there's another aspect and she didn't necessarily agree with me on this. And I do respect her opinion, but uh, I'm like, what if she was carrying a baby? 
she had this exact same outfit on and she was carrying a baby, like a breastfeeding baby. You know for damn sure they wouldn't have said a fucking thing to her. Um I think that but I don't think that's I don't think it's because of the breastfeeding thing. I think it's just because this woman's just trying to get her child to where they need to be. You know what I mean? I think that would probably be that way why they wouldn't say anything, but I don't think I don't think they would have anything to do with like the breastfeeding because this doesn't look like a like a maternity top or anything like that. It doesn't look like a maternity. I top, guess I just thought the there was kind of like the the golden rule was like if you if you're not showing any areola, like you're probably fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I thought that know. too. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and the thing is, is that like you, you know we're arguing about cla- cla- you know classy or not, and maybe this is this is my previous. Uh, queen slash uh community experience but like yeah i'm like i think she had a baller out jacket that outfit that that would that would be a that would be a prime outfit but well, i think I, part i think, I think it th- looks like really like, kind of dressed up like you know what i mean mm-hmm. a, a lot of skin i guess well, but like that it's really not that much skin the, to be honest with you when the, i say that I, I, yeah as, as, as we're as as we're as we're objectifying too i, I think part of the problem is that um she, i mean I like you know you're saying she's kind of thick i think well, no, you, you know, were you talking about like how she's thicker? Like, she's actually kind of. <laughs> I said that she's thick. thick. She's attractive. She's good no, she, looking. No, and she's no, fit no, too. no, 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 no. She, she's actually, she's actually like, she's a. Well, you know, and I, without like actually, she seems like a very fit woman, and I wonder if there's like just some, there's some jealousy kind of. Yeah, self policing. There's a fucking there is a there was a Karen amongst them. (laughs) There was definitely a Karen amongst the people. Because I I was looking at this, this is just like she looks pretty she looks good and she looks uh huh. Did you actually did you actually see the the Twitter did you check her Twitter feed? I'm on her Twitter feed right now. She has actually she actually has video arguing the the Delta agent that Yeah, we're talking to the pilot. Well, the so gate agent about that was like the original, the original gate agent. Um, uh, the yeah. other thing that I did is, um, is I actually looked up uh, the this style top, and I found skinny girls wearing this top. Just looking at images, and I'm holding those up to my wife, and I'm like, "See this? This girl would not be turned down because without the gigantic breasts inside this top, it doesn't seem as lewd." Like it just it 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 still looks kind of like a bathing suit in my opinion, but it doesn't look as um, you're not getting as much boob, you know. So if it was a flat chested woman, think that, I, yeah. I don't think that it wouldn't have happened either. I think that it's just people aren't comfortable with what she's got. Even the fucking even the fucking pilot said they're really just hating on you because you look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. Like, <laughs> even the pilot was like, "This is bullshit." But like, I man, haters gonna hate, I guess, even on airplanes. Yeah. It's okay. It's not it's not like Southwest is gonna be in business that much longer anyways. Sure they are. You say, you say that. Stimulus is coming through, regardless. <laughs> what else is coming through? What's on our way, Gunner? Daylight savings. That's what's going on. How uh, what do you feel? What are your thoughts and feelings on daylight savings? I think that we don't have enough of it. I think that we need I think that we need more daylight savings. I think I actually I think that we should never set it back. I think we should just go forward. Just keep going forward. Yes, every every uh, twice a year we just go one hour forward. It's like an inoculation. Eventually, eventually humankind will just not even be bothered by it. 
because we'll have no sense of time. Or we just make two sons. I, I yeah, I, it's like it's it's really stupid. I mean, like it. I mean, like I don't know. Well, are you are I've, the most popular thing that I've heard about daylight savings, and I've heard there are several other theories and conspiracy theories regarding and revolving around daylight savings. But the one that I've heard is that it's for the farmers, so that they can kind of adjust their day by a little bit. But I don't. I mean, you live literally on a farm, so I don't know how you feel about that. So the 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 main thing is that. So originally, it was like I think it's like 1908 or something like that when they first came up with it. Um, and it it made some sense when. Because yeah, basically, basically it was to maximize the amount of daylight available, daylight to do work and cut down on energy costs and stuff like that. And maybe, maybe now that we're like getting into like the dying stages of industrial Earth, that's a that's a that's a thing again. But it's also like it's stupid when every piece of equipment that you use in agriculture comes with fucking headlights. You know, it's like, yeah. nobody's out there with a fuck. You, you mean like, you know, uh, the, the, it, with the exception of maybe the Amish and the Mennonites, nobody's out there fucking plowing a field or harvesting. Gra- actually, there's a whole thing. Like you'll harvest. They actually like prefer to harvest grain at night. You know, like you'll, got, you'll have guys out there with fucking. Well, cause it's also like, there's plant stuff that like, you know, the, the stocks close up, but it's, yeah, it's like, right. You know, like they're they're out there cutting corn down with a combine, like at eight, you know, like seven, eight o'clock at night. It's like it's just it's stupid. It does it. It's out. It's outgrown its usefulness in an age of. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I under, I appreciate the the commitment to a global solution, but uh, the LED light bulb really made this whole process kind of fucking mind-numbingly stupid. I can't use that word. I can't use the word. I can't use the word. You can use any word. word. It's a bad word. It's a no-no word, though. Fair enough. Okay. Rhymes rhymes with regarded. Yes. It's just... That and all this... All this software just breaks... Cause it's, Cause it's, it's like, it's like, it does. Mini, it's, it like does. Mini, it's like a mini Y2K every, it's like a mini I, Y2K twice a year. I cannot wait for this daylight savings because finally my Arlo cameras will go, will notify me with the correct timestamps on them. It's all fucking out an hour early and it, which Why? is fine when it's, it's like a daylight savings thing. I swear to God, it's just, they can't get it together. <laughs> it's updated i mean i could uh, maybe there's a way to manually change it i don't really care enough because I mean, my phone tell <laughs> my phone tells me when i was notified so like i know that mm-hmm. and when it's like it's an exact hour between the two it's like yeah okay because these fucking cameras mm-hmm. this software was written with an inability to like geolocate wherever it is and and adjust for daylight savings but there are like aren't there states in our union that don't yeah, I think Arizona is one of them. I want to say New Mexico, but I could be wrong. Yeah, well, yeah, but every state that avoids daylight savings time 
has a really bad relationship with the son. So that's uh you know it's it's a little challenging. It looks like Arizona's the only one. Is it? Yeah, and Texas, o- Texas, Oklahoma, and Kansas are among the states trying to move to uh, a year-round standard time. Hmm. Remember that time I said that it was New Mexico? I lied. <laughs> sorry about that. Well, speaking about sorry, um, listen, sorry fucking news for uh, militiamen, specifically three percenters. Um, 13 men were arrested in Michigan over a plot uh, that was thwarted by the FBI. To um, They were planning to kidnap the uh, governor of Michigan and hold a quote-unquote trial, which uh, the leader of the group, or one of the outspoken leaders of the group, Barry Goft, um, kind of insinuated that she would die. Um, so I... The name of the militia group, I'm not sure of. I know one of the militia groups that was helping and that some of them were arrested were called the, the Watching Wolverines, um, which is a pretty cool name for a bunch of sorry sack of shit losers. But uh, apparently they were, I mean, they were they were running exercises like paramilitary. They're, they're a paramilitary group. Obviously, they're very much for the pro-gun, um, which is, this is not a reflection on people with pro-gun choices. They just happen to be pro-gun. Um, and uh, they were running exercises. They were, you know, creating homemade bombs. Um, some would view that as like domestic terrorism, but it didn't really get ratcheted up until they started. They, I think, two or three times, they went out and they surveilled uh, from like I don't know from a wooded area uh, the governor's mm-hmm. um, summer home mm-hmm. or vacation home, and uh, I guess one of the nights this Barry Croft guy was so like jacked up. He's like, let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. And a, a few people that were with him, uh, specifically this Adam Fox gentleman who seemed to be close with him was kind of like, had to kind of talk him out of it and talk him off the ledge of like doing it. So, uh, the FBI had, um, many informants and they had a lot of surveillance when these guys had their meetings, which is why they could arrest them. And seven of them, I believe are being up on federal charges. And the other six are being brought up on state, like uh, domestic terrorist charges. They didn't really talk about what the, like how much time they could potentially serve. But I would imagine for terrorism, there's got to be a somewhat of a hefty, uh, a hefty sentence um, potentially waiting. So, so what was their purpose? So I guess a lot of this started um, when the governor of Michigan mandated um, a lockdown in. uh, Do you you remember when when? Do you remember when all those like gun wielding concerned citizens stormed mm-hmm. the Capitol? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's 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 the that's partially this crew. So this was yeah, that's kind of when the when the seeds of this have been planted. So what I found really very interesting about this was not so much the I mean overall it's horrific, like to fucking kidnap and murder someone um because they're telling you to wear a mask. Uh, it's a little overboard, but I they interviewed a lot of people in other militias and things like that. A lot of three percenters. That um, how about that? How and, about that fucking sheriff? Uh, I how didn't about see that the fucking sheriff. sheriff Wade. I don't know what you're talking about on that one. So inform me. Oh, so there was a sheriff that was in this jurisdiction who 
so he's 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 been a long-standing uh proponent of the sheriff as the ultimate uh administrator of local authority you know even even above the state but uh supposedly it's coming out that there were there, there he's tied to this militia that was planning this kidnapping and there are allegations that basically he was helping them coordinate this by sending that information. Well, that's fucking horrible. But like, I guess I was going to focus on the lighter side of this, which is like when they interviewed all these other people that knew of this, um, uh, Barry cough, they were kind of like, he's like somewhat new into the, into this. And he like tried Mm -hmm. to buy a donate domain name. And it kind of sounded like these are just a bunch of mean girls like shitting on each other. Like he just wants to be the leader. He just wants to be the mean girl. And that eventually like a sociologist kind of weighed in and they were like, yeah, mostly militias are militias aren't really like they go out and practice whatever. They don't actually typically do shit. They usually just sit in a room and talk a bunch of shit. And then that's about it. That like rarely does anything like this actually even get anywhere. It's 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 like paradoxical. Which is that, to a large extent, there's kind of like a Venn diagram of like, here's the airsoft military adventure camp, and here's the militia camp. And the crazy militia are the people who think that like the airsoft, it's like, we're going to spend more money on equipment that we're going to use less, because we think that the airsoft thing is, is, is silly. And like, but it, it, like, cause you see that shit where they were talking, they were talking shit about us, like that, like they were living in this rundown house and stuff like that. And at the same time, it's like people, you know, like the news is ignoring. You know that they bought like almost a quarter of a million of dollars worth of military equipment, right? Like, it, you know, there, there's night vision. They had like multiple a, they had multiple ARs of questionable legality, i.e. <laughs> they fire, you know, they could fire up more than one bullet on a trigger pull. Yeah, or, I they, guess. Like, yeah, they, they were. They were not. They were. They were not fucking around for their particular uh, for their mission. There, it's. It's just. It's a weird thing because it's like it's a strange. You have all the means for me to kind of take you seriously, and you talk a lot of shit. But the reality is, is like you're kind of just like a. Like a fucking weirdo, bra- like bravado-filled Mean Girls well, Club. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, is that all, all all of the money that you just spent on on buying AR and night vision goggles, you could have run a political campaign to just actually like usurp that or whatever. You know, it, 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 just I don't know. I think yeah. this goes back. I think I think I think we're fucked. I think we're fucked until we get like. Terminator HK air, airborne gunships. Speaking of fucked, you know what's fucked? The game Crucible is fucked. Gunner, talk about talk, it. Speaking of gunships. So, <laughs> Amazon, in its inevitable drive to become the uh, Wayland Yutani of modern consumer goods, uh, built, decided that they were going to get into this whole live service looter shooter thing with a game called crucible and they decided to uh what the fuck was his name 
who's the dude on Fo- who's the dude on Fox who just was screaming like fuck it we'll do it live. Oh, that's uh yeah. ah, shit. Oh, <laughs> O'Brien or Brian. Uh, yep. Ah, fuck it, whatever. He's a jerk off. Anyways, but no, yeah, I gotta do it. Amazon decided that hey, we've never made a game before or that, and we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna go Bill O'Brien full triple A full triple A our first tryout. Hated Crucible. Bill O'Reilly. God damn it. Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, I was yes. waiting. The O'Reilly factor. <laughs> I was waiting. I was like, I don't know. The O'Reilly. Guy. Yes. The O'Reilly factor. <laughs> Which is, but. Yes, Amazon went full O'Reilly factor, which is that they thought that they they were king shit, and you know, however many millions of dollars into this project, it failed so hard that they unsold it. I.e., if you had bought the game, they refunded the money and went back to beta. And now, after however many weeks of beta, it is finally it is officially dead. So it is no it, more. It looks like it was released in May May twentieth. Uh, of this year, and was probably it was delisted. Yeah, which is really bad if you can't get it to last there. Delisted from Steam in July, returned to closed beta status, and now as of November 9th, it's it's gone. It's over. Half a year. It has been a bad year. It has been a bad year for AAA. You know, it it, it just between that and freaking the Avengers shit show. You know, Square was. Big on, or was it Crucible Games? I think, but uh, not Crucible Games. I don't. Yeah, I, I guess it might, actually it might be Crucible Games, which would be fucking double, double down. Maybe the name's just cursed. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, yeah. So that this has been the hot. Sh- this was like the hot shit. Everyone was trying to push your th- push down their uh their throats. Like just you look at all the add-in bundles and stuff like this. But this Avengers hero action game and they made you fight so they gave you a game where you can fight as or fight or customize as a avengers slash marvel hero but you don't fight any villains you just fight mooks so it's like nameless nameless aim grunt robot robot aim grunt you know um it's like it's Hey, we're gonna we're we're going to push this game out the door, and we've not actually finished it, but we'll 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 do it as we go along. And it's another one of these deals where they spent millions of dollars to make this thing, and it's already effectively dead I mean, in, in a fairness, period of time where everybody. Yeah. In fairness, that is not. Um, I mean, Bungie did that; has been doing that with Destiny, right? They just. Yeah, we'll put this game out, and then we got all this DLC afterwards that would probably should have been part of the game, but you know, people will wait for it. I'm surprised that. Well, I'm not super surprised because there just wasn't shit going on with that game. It was linear, boring, and I guess from what I understand, what all the reviews I've seen, when the first five minutes is like, "Yep, you've in five minutes you've pretty you much sure done everything you're going to do." You've done game. everything. You've done everything that is going to happen in this. Yeah, you're just going to look look different doing it. It's not. Uh, all our boss fights are just you fought you, you fought the mook supervisor, not the not the <laughs> evil overlord. Yeah, no shit. Well, it is what it is, and uh, you know, fuck you, Square Enix, for trying to make some cheesy cheesy ass game with a ton of like paid cosmetics and stuff like that. Good riddance. Uh, but you know, you, but, a, but you, a game 
Well, go ahead. Oh, as I say, but you know what? You know what's really, really the best among us, as it were. Are you trying to fucking take my job as Segwayer? Yes. <laughs> Shit, it's mine. <laughs> you know why though? You know why though, Wade? Why? Because he's the imposter. Are you the imposter, <laughs> Are you the imposter? <laughs> um, so you never know. Among Us is a very popular, I'm pretty sure, indie game uh, that's taking Twitch and uh, other streaming platforms by storm. Um, Trace, you wanted to talk about Among Us. Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. Um, the company is called Inner Sloth. They're the, they're the publisher of, of Among Us. And uh, for those who have heard of it, you already know exactly what Among Us is. Um, and for those who haven't, um, it's a pretty basic strategy game. Um, it's it you can play it on pretty much any device. You I mean, can play I, this shit on cell phone. I did not know this. Yeah, yeah, it works on cell phone, and you can cross play. So if you know if if, if you're hanging out with some friends and uh, and it's easy to play on cell phone, it's not like a first person shooter where you don't. It's 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 not fair because it's mostly a strategy game. So it's it's pretty fair on a cell phone it's just everything is a little bit smaller but yeah the the premise is pretty simple you're all trapped on a ship and uh one of you is a traitor <laughs> and um the game refers to the traitor as an imposter they're actually um i don't i don't really understand the purpose of the imposter or I, i'm sorry i don't understand the backstory of the imposter but the um the imposter's only job is to just sabotage the ship. And then you and your crewmates are trying to keep the ship ship from being sabotaged. And what you do is through um, just by observation, mostly um, by observation, you try to find out uh, who the imposter is before they sabotage everyone. And it's actually pretty challenging. Um, I, have either of you guys played it? I have not played it, but this, what the genius of this game is that the symbols are so so simple? The controls are so simple that a child can, a young child can mm -hmm. do them. A and B, very much. It reminds me a little bit of an element of cards, cards for humanity, mm -hmm. wherein or really apples to apples. I think is probably the best. Mm -hmm. If anybody has played that card game, you know that family kind of card game, apples to apples. I actually don't think if it's family. I think there's dirty shit in it. But regardless, it's like. You think you know who is making this stuff up, right? Yeah, yeah. But then people are throwing wrenches in and stuff. And so you have to find out. What's amazing about it is a lot of people that play it are all friends. They all know each other. So they already mm -hmm. know their, you know, idiosyncrasies, idiosyncrasies and, and their 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 tics and their, you know, their preferences. But but then like you start they start realizing. So the objective of this game is everyone needs to agree on the imposter. They vote and they, they sometimes have a vote. They come together, they talk for a little bit, and they have a vote on who they think the imposter is. And somebody gets thrown out, and then they think they've won, but it's like, nope, the imposter is still among among you, which is why what the Among Us comes from. And it's just like it's really interesting. Uh in the fact that it would be interesting just to play with strangers, almost like a poker game to try and mm -hmm. figure out after many matches. It reminds you should you of already poker. Yeah, like you should already know who these people. You think you know mm -hmm. who, who these people are because of your friends, and uh, it makes for some really interesting social interactions and uh, and scenarios, really, and sim social simulations. So now you said all ages. Now this is where it gets really interesting to me. Um, we uh, we played a nine person game 
uh, last night. I had some friends over. And in the nine-person game, my youngest, my three-year-old son was an imposter twice. But what's great about it is, is that no one would even think that he was walking around killing people and, and just sabotaging stuff. And he might not even have known that he was the imposter. He might just be pressing buttons. And in both cases, he won. Like <laughs> he beat us all. His inability and, to like to to like yeah. socialize with you guys like yeah. on a on an adult level protected yeah. him. That's crazy. I, I I thought it was fantastic. And the other the other element of this game, which I I think is interesting, is um it's it's a weighted game where if you don't have more than if you only have four players, the imposter actually has a greater chance of winning. Um, and it's the same thing if you if you have more than one um, imposter and you don't have like I think you need like at least seven people playing. If you have more than one imposter, then the imposters have a, a better chance of of winning. So you really kind of have to balance it properly. Um, and and the reason is is because you know let's say you got a hundred people and one imposter, right? The chances of that one person killing you know, 98 people, because if there's one person left, the imposter wins, or if there's two people left and two imposters, then the imposters win. So the chances of you killing, you know, 98 people and not getting caught are pretty slim. So right. it's, it's, you know, it's really like a balancing act, but, uh, I think what's made this game go so crazy is the fact that you get, it's almost like the all-stars of YouTubers now. And I'd yeah, never seen yeah. this previously. Like, like, let's say you got PewDiePie, right? And you got, um, I don't know, like one of the old school Minecrafters, like, like Dan TDM or, or one of those guys, right? Or um, Captain Sparkles or uh, um, and Mr. Beast. Did he play Minecraft too? I don't know. But you get like these old, th these guys that, that kind of like some of the first big um uh, followed YouTubers, um, largely starting their career in Minecraft because that kind of timed out really nicely with uh, with with people subscribing on YouTube. And you know, PewDiePie doesn't really play Minecraft all that much. He started to play again, like when one of the updates came out, like last year. But for the most part, he's kind of like just spun off and he does his own content now. So to get all of those guys together, all playing against each other. The, the timing of that with Minecraft, it, it 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 just wouldn't have worked, right? And even if you did, they might not all have the same skill levels, right? One guy might be crazy at building things, another guy might be better at speed running. So it wouldn't really make sense for them to all get back in, even if it's their it, it, kind of their alma mater is to to play Minecraft. It doesn't really make sense for them to all get together, and you wouldn't even see it. Plus, it's it, it's not like there's a huge advantage to that type of game. Right. So, but what this does is it's, it's these short games, maybe five, 10 minutes. And you have like, like seven YouTube streamers that you've potentially heard of all at once. And I think what it's done is it's just, you know, just launched it into, you know, the, one of the fast, one of the fastest growing and most popular games right now. Um, it's, it's almost like a perfect storm of video game. I feel for the streamers. Well, there, there's, there's something that you said too. For at the start of the pandemic, everybody was kind of losing their minds for Animal Crossing, which is this game about having, like, building a community, <laughs> hanging, you know, hanging out with your friends. And now that we're six, seven months into this, now it's Among Us, which is a game about being paranoid that everyone is out to kill you while you're locked in a 
small space. I definitely, definitely agree with you. (laughs) I definitely think it's like we've we've definitely become more distrustful of our neighbors, I think, in the past really several years. But really with this COVID thing kind of ramping up, things have just gotten very tense politically. um, And it's been kind of a little unnerving. I I think it definitely has – it kind of hit at the perfect time. Like I'm really happy for the for the guys that developed this game because they've got to be killing it at this point. And it's uh, a three developer team, right? So these guys literally just with hard work, obviously, but not that much hard work. Just a really good idea because <laughs> it's not like it's graphically fucking gorgeous or anything. But uh, the, hey, the revenue model is interesting. They they do the freemium thing like most cell phone games mm-hmm. where it just you just get interrupted with ads in between your games. Um, but like, you know, for the computer, you can't get it in that version. And I, right. I, I don't know why I assume it's because the ad network that is available to the mobile game, uh, developers, that ad network just isn't as easy to roll out on a desktop. Um, so on a desktop, you just spend $5 and it doesn't even come with a desktop installer. It's just a zip file nice. and you actually have to extract it and run it. Which is funny to me because like, you know, like, like I'll play a game and I, you know, like, like I I lose my save state and I just want to get somebody's save state and, you know, maybe I'll download a zip and extract their save state so I can get back to where I was, you know, because sometimes the DLC and the game updates break that stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever paid for a game and and had to extract, extract the zip file after paying them money for it, but it's only five bucks. And the other thing is, is they don't limit what computers you can run it on. So I spent $5 once and I just keep putting it on all of my different computers and it runs fine. So, uh, yeah. So I, I guess that's how they're making the money. It's the five bucks you know, from the desktop version and then whatever ad revenue, and then you can spend money to remove the ads just like any, just like any of these, you know, these mobile games. Right. So we're going to roll into our main topic here. Um, I'm going to tell a little bit, little story of my weekend, which in fairness, probably not typical, but a little crazy. So Sean and I have been, we're pretty settled out here. We're pretty confident we're going to stick around for a little while anyway. And, uh, you know, we're looking at houses now, right? Because it's like, it's at one point, you know, rent comes with some very nice amenities. You know, something goes majorly wrong in the house. I don't own the fucking house. Um, but at some point, you are kind of, you're not really building any equity. And it's, it, it makes sense to maybe settle down, set some roots, and start building equity in the place that you're living. So we're looking at houses We'd been looking at houses casually probably the past four to six months, let's say. Um, past like month and a half, maybe revving up a little bit more. So uh, yesterday morning, um, Shauna is like, I found it. Like, I found what looks like the perfect house. Like, great amount of space. There's like a in-law suite downstairs with its own kitchenette and bathroom. You know, decent sized house. Looks like there's some woods behind it a little bit. Um, you know, there's a pool in the back, a deck. It's just, it's beautiful. The kitchen's gorgeous. It just looks right. And the price is reasonable, which kind of rare around here. I would say in the past like six to eight months, houses have, the prices on houses have gone up probably between. I don't know, on the low end 20 and on the high end 40 or 50,000 of what they're actually, they were valued before um, this 
seller's market um, kind of took over. So we found this on Zillow. We contact, uh, we reach out. We want to see the place. We're willing to go yesterday to go look at it because we didn't have much going on. Um, we get with our bank and kind of get, you know, whatever, whatever we need for like pre-approvals and stuff like that. Get a call from the, the realtor that was working through Zillow. He said, Hey, you want to go take a look at the place? Um, here's a couple of things. First off, which I had never really heard that much about. They have like an agreement where they have to find suitable housing. So it's not like you'd be able to buy it and move right in right away. Like until they find a place, it's kind of contingent, um, which is fine because we're renting month to month, month to month currently. Also, you need 48 hours before we, before you can see the place. I said, okay. So as the day is progressing, we see on Zillow that it's gone from like, you know, 120 views to, to like 15 saves to like literally like 2,700 views and 731 saves. So it's like, whew, this is going to be interesting with this house. This is like a lot of houses around here. It's going to here today, gone tomorrow. But we've already got our spot. He's reaching out so that we can go view it on Tuesday. So at least we'll be able to take a look at it. Fast forward to today, this afternoon, get a call from this uh, real estate guy who frankly was a bit smug and kind of douchebaggy when, when we first talked to him yesterday, but it is what it is. Some people fuck up first impressions. So he tells Shauna, hey, um, I tried to reach out to that uh, real estate agent. Um, so they finally got back to me and they said uh, they're going to be doing uh, highest, bid or highest bid, best bid. And all bids need to be to be need to be in by six PM today. And so Shauna's like, uh, I'm not bidding on something that I can't look at. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's silly. Like it could be those pictures could just be bullshit. So and there could be other underlying problems. So he's like, Oh yeah, uh, well, they're gonna show the house at three thirty. Well, it's just Shauna's like, it's an that's an hour and a half from now, and I'm at work. A, B. I thought they said they needed 48 hours. Yeah, well, they changed their mind. They're gonna, So they're like, okay, how many people are looking at this house? Well, they don't really know. They're just having an open house and showing everyone, getting everyone there essentially at 3.30 to start like a fucking bidding war. And it was just... <laughs> and, I, and, we, and we were kind of like, well, this is not, like, not going to be okay. You know what I mean? Like, the, A, I'm not going to like rub shoulders with like 40 other people trying to buy this house. Because it's just the, it, I feel like they're doing this to like kind of create this like almost auction type type atmosphere where people are just going to be submitting bids, submitting bids, submitting bids, and upping the bids, right? Like it's uh, creating this like sense of desperation almost. And it's, it was just, and when I, when we were kind of like, this is A, B, and honestly, probably most importantly, there's a, like, Rhode Island's not doing well in like the COVID situation. Like we're our numbers are are spiking a little bit. Having an uh, you have no idea what amount of people are going to be there to bid on this. Sure, no one could show up, but judging from the Zillow app, a lot of people are interested in this. Like, how are you regulating this at all? And it was pretty much like, yeah, we're not worried about that. They're just worried about getting this bid in. <laughs> it was just kind of yeah. like a major, major fucking turnoff. Yeah, I, I you know I I think that you. And Shauna chose an interesting time um, because it is such a seller's market right now. At least that's what I've been hearing for for months now. Um, you know, to, in an effort to keep the economy going, the uh, banks are giving out these lower and lower 
uh, interest rate mortgages. And I mean, if you think about it, you, <laughs> I, I bought my house. I bought my house in, I think, two thousand five or two thousand six, and I bought it at a eight point six percent interest rate. And that was right before the uh, the housing bubble um, burst. And what happened is they were trying to get me to, into a uh, variable interest rate, which was much, <laughs> much lower. And yeah. fortunately, the person that I that I sat down with was like, I, I, we wouldn't recommend this. <laughs> They're like, we, we wouldn't recommend a variable interest rate because your, your mortgage payments could double. And then maybe Run, you can't afford your home. Run away. And that was 8.6, right? And and of course, I had I, I was new to the whole idea of credit. I didn't really have much. Um, I'd never had a car that I like had paid, uh, you know, made payments towards. I had a couple of credit cards, but it was mostly just so that I could um, you know, just buy like a ring or something. Like it wasn't it wasn't anything. And uh so my credit really didn't show me as a as a fantastic lender. Um I didn't have anyone to co-sign for me because you know it's a house and I didn't want I didn't want people just being of being co-signers for me for 25, 30 years. Um so I went with the, the interest rate. I refinanced at 4.3. There's people right now that are getting less than a three percent interest rate on these homes. So you know it it's not only is everyone looking to buy a home right now, and I don't really understand the the economics of that. I don't know why everyone is looking for a home. Maybe they just they're trying to take advantage of that low interest rate. Maybe there's more to it. Maybe they they just have nothing else to do because everything's closed. So they're like we 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 might as well get a bigger home because we're stuck in it all the time. Uh, maybe it's a, a combination. There was a couple of things in effect, which is that you have mass displacement from urban centers. You know, people not going out to the suburbs, but like people ditching their apartments oh, in the cities yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's another good point. Um, and and I, I hadn't even thought of that, but um, I, I've read some articles, Wade, saying that that a lot of people are moving out of the big cities and going into the suburbs because all of their workplaces are allowing them to work remotely now. So, so if you're spending three, four thousand dollars a month on rent in a big city, what's your like you're just gonna keep outbidding people because you're like, no, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I'll give you a hundred thousand more for that house because it's it's still going to be cheaper than what I was paying in the city. And my employer says that I can do this now, so you know it's still more money in their pocket. So it's an interesting time to buy a home right now. I, yeah, I don't know I if guess that's part of the reason. If it's if it's uh well, it's just at some point. You, you know what I mean? If we're going to stick around, we might as well be putting money into something that's going to pay off, right? Something that's going to actually be worth something than paying somebody else's rent but or paying somebody else, you know, equity. But uh, if this is what it's going to be like, we've kind of, I've, I've come to the conclusion anyway, like if it's just going to be this uh, outbidding, you know what I mean? Like just, just gone in a day type of shit, eh, then I guess well, it's going to be a while. You're, Wade, um, I mean, like, not not the today. You may not be of the right social class to be acquiring real estate in Rhode Island. What do you mean? Well, because is it? I mean, Rhode Island is not all hoity-toity, the Hamptons kind of stuff. But Rhode Island, Rhode Island's kind of this weird. 
I don't know. Rhode Island's almost like Long, Long Island if it was landbound, right? Uh, I mean, not real. Like, you have like affluent areas like, um, oh, of course, I go blank. Something's wrong with my brain today. Um, you have like Newport. There's a lot of money. Um, anyway, anything on the water is like pretty expensive. There are definitely some affluent and like old money, but they pretty much stick to the coast. Anyone like in the city or like, yeah, you know, I guess the like, Cumberland is 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 somewhat well off. But anybody like in the city or like North Providence or out towards the western part, it's a little more central uh, New Yorky. Yeah, I would say yeah. It's actually kind of why it's somewhat appealing to me because it's a little more woodsy, little sparse, a little more sparsely uh, populated. Um, you know, there's. There's just some, some, there are more trees. I don't know well, <laughs> if that's it. Oh, and I, I guess in a way I say that is that it's to a large extent, um, yeah, just because of its, it's also just a kind of its size too. But the the outlying areas really, that's a lot of people working for that money out towards the coast, right? Yeah, I mean, out towards out towards the coast, you get to old old money and like Block Island and stuff like that. And these people are just you know generation yeah, generationally very wealthy. Like like that like that Innsmouth, they're they they have they have somebody in their family line that may have came come out of the ocean and not you know like had something show through their skin on particular nights. That kind of that kind of shit. Yeah, the, the HP Lovecraft old ones. <laughs> well, no. We're, well, because the the other the other issue is that like one of the big things with this fucking COVID deal they talk about is that all that like all that kind of divergence of you know like the 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 middle slash lower class and you know the upper class it's gotten a lot more pro- prolific because you know it's like anytime that there's like distress the people with money make more money because they have money so they can go and buy stuff and you know like masks motherfucker yeah they're not, well you know but it's like you know you're 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 kind of saying like well if we're buying a house it's we got to inspect it and stuff like that. But yeah, it's like, you're not going to win in a system, you know, like engaging in a system where like you have people who buy, who are, are able to buy a home because either they have access to the line of credit or they have the cash in hand that like they buy a house. Like you make your jerky purchasing decisions at a fucking <laughs> gas station. You know, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. There's, there's some of that. You know what else? I wasn't, um, I wasn't necessarily prepared for uh, getting like all like the financial stuff together. Yes, it yeah. it, it it applies this weird stress, mm-hmm. um, where you actually it was I was at odds with Shauna like at some point during the day yesterday, mm-hmm. like we we were both just very very frustrated and stressed mm-hmm. out, and, and I never really understood that type of. That's weird. It's, it's weird. It it's odd. It's almost weird. like you have. To, it's almost like you have to give them your medical history. Like it. It, it feels very violated, vi- violating to, to to work with the banks on this type of stuff. Um, but before I get to that point, um, sometimes you can kind of ride the coattails of the 
uh, of the um, the the buyers market, and right after the housing boom was an interest was an interesting time for people to buy properties because <laughs> the cities which were most largely affected by the boom had people just walking away from their mortgages, like you know, like eighty percent of neighborhoods. It's just people just walked away from their their mortgages because you know those three four hundred thousand dollar mortgages at a variable interest rate ended up becoming so expensive. Um, and then as their neighbors started to leave, the um, the value of their home was actually going down. Um, and I remember my sister telling me she had bought her home. She's in a like a like a decent area in in California, kind of like kind of between like San Francisco and Sacramento. Um, pretty nice, pretty nice area. Um, and she bought her home for somewhere in, you know, three to $400,000 and the house across the street, which was essentially the same home was on the market for 160,000 right after that boom. So when you're talking about like, maybe you're not going to buy it, it might actually be a really good strategic decision because you might find yourself, you, you might find the economy actually favoring buyers, um, it just in a couple of months, like you, do, right. like we don't know what's going to happen as a result of this yep. boom. It, it might just never die. It, it, the the housing industry might keep chasing the 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 economic collapse, and they might just keep chasing it, and keep chasing it. Um, and, and it might be a buyer's market for for years to come. And I wouldn't be surprised if it were. And and it actually becomes more difficult for you to find a home because ever like Gunnar said, you're making you're making beef jerky decisions. Um, are, they're making beef jerky decisions um, to, to, to relate to, to, to what you would buy. But with the whole, the, the whole approval process is weird because essentially, right, you got to go to the bank and you're like, how much could I borrow? Like if you were to lend me money, how much could I borrow? Yeah, so that aspect was kind of weird, but we didn't, we, we did a little research on, you know, uh, typical, um, interest rates that we would find with our, you know, credit scores and whatnot, and we pretty much said, like, regardless of what happens, we want to be comfortable. So we picked no. a number that we would not want to, like, we didn't want to find the max number. Like, it's pointless to find the max number. We picked our own max number, and we're just like, okay, like, let's go from here. We would never buy a house for more than this amount because after that, then you'd be talking about stretching a little bit and you know what i mean god forbid something horrible happens and somebody loses their job or somebody gets really really sick some unforeseen thing you know it could put you in a wicked fucking bad bind right right yeah you're you're like i'm gonna buy i'm gonna go for a price point where i'm well within my means versus just being able to make your mortgage payments each month well, yeah. um and that's good that's good right um to me, it's an odd thing, right? Because let's say the bank comes back and they say, okay, we've looked at your credit score. You're pre-approved for $200,000 home, right? And then you like you go and you're like, okay, well, this home's actually listed for 180 And I think that we can get it. Um, I think the bank's going to be happy with it. It looks like it's in good shape. It's the size, it's the location, it's everything that we want. And then you know, something like you said just happened and there's, and there's hundreds of people that have that are following this property on, on, on the, the, the real estate websites or on Zillow or whatever. And you know, for damn sure that thing is going to sell for two fifty. Like, you know, for damn sure that the price point that you picked is not going to end up being the price point that it sells at. And, uh, 
I mean, that, that is, that's gotta be frustrating. Um, but man, I, I just went through this cause I, I'm doing something very similar, similar. I'm trying to get approved for, um, and I don't even know what, like, I didn't even know what the hell to, 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 to say to the bank. Cause this is a weird one. Um, we want to put a second story on top of our house, right? We have a small second story, but we want to put like a full second story on top of our house. And, uh, like I call up the, you know, I, I call up the bank, you know, and they do the normal thing, you know, the, the credit check and all that. Um, and, um, and they're like, are you looking to do a construction loan? Are you looking to do a home equity loan? Are you looking to do a home equity line of credit or are you looking to refinance your home? And I'm like, I, I just want to have enough money to put it to fucking yes. put the second story on. What <laughs> yes, the fuck that is are correct. you asking me? Like, how, how do I know the answer to this question? And then they go, they go, well, how much is the project going to cost? I'm like, I, I fucking, it's like the cart before the horse, right? Because I don't want to ask them to borrow money unless I know how much the project costs. But if, if I go to the contractor, the first thing that they say is, you know, what type of ballpark were you looking at? Cause we want to know if we're even interested in taking on this job. And it's like, I don't fucking know. I, yeah. I hate that shit. It's, you're, you're kind of ping ponging back and forth between them. And um, it turns out it, it's really weird. Like it turns out that the construction loan is that one where they just give you parts of it in segments and you have to keep proving to them that the, that the house is being built. Oh, Jesus. Right. So then you're kind of like, you're kind of in between the contractor and the contractor might say, Hey, I want 50% down. And the bank's like, no, fuck that. They're getting 10% or 25% down. Like it's the bank's going to decide when they're going to release the money because they don't want to take on that big risk unless they have an evidence. Well, what we ended up doing, um, and, and I don't know, I don't know what it's going to come back as, um, but they go, I, I go, well, what about a refinance? How the hell can I refinance a home that doesn't exist yet, right? Like only a portion of it exists. And they said, oh, well, we do have an assessor come out and assess the value of it now. And then they would look at your blueprints and then they would assess the value when it's done. And I'm like, but that's taken out a pretty big risk. You aren't going to like check in the middle of construction that the house is being built. And they're like, no. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Why it's a, wouldn't it's a weird thing. Why would everyone just take that option? Well, because there might be different interest rates relative to the the each. There are there are there absolutely variation are. of that. Yeah, there are, and I, you know, there's I, this is not closing costs associated with refinancing as well, and a lot of people want to avoid those. I uh, this is not related to building construction. I just need to bring this up because you know, uh, Godspeed to uh, Mayor James Keenan. Because uh, it turns out that he came down with COVID earlier this year, and he's still having lung damage. He's still having lung issues, oh, so he Jesus. may not be able to actually sing again. That sucks, dude. They just came out with an album like a, like recently, somewhat recently this past year. They did. Yep. It's the lead singer of Tool Trace. If you were not aware. Thank you. I didn't want to ask and look like an idiot <laughs> because you immediately knew who he was talking about, and I'm like, that sounds like an important person. Tool, Perfect Circle, yeah. yeah. I mean, pretty prolific uh, Pus talent. Piece of fire. Hmm. Well, yeah, Where are we on time? We're at exactly an hour. Um, Look not at everyone's that. Like, yeah, you're good. You're good, Wade. Not everyone's <laughs> like Miley Cyrus, and when when they lose their voice, like they just do perfectly fine. Yes. Like she has stretched out vocals 
she has stretched out vocals like like a career like like a career alcoholic would have um and uh she's still guy, doing just there's fine a, there's a guy in europe that can fix that though that's true yeah. that's true you know she you know she like, blamed it on she said it was because um when she was touring she would just stay up all night long just partying well yeah and it was th- like that's what it was it was her just like having a really good time like way too many nights of the week and that's pretty i mean that's yeah, that's a pretty cool way. I mean, it's not like it was like straight up like, I don't know. It it's it seems like it would have been something much worse, you know, being in entertainment. But no, it's just just drinking and shouting with your friends. The crack pipe. The crack pipe. Well, she's got to well, do you know, she she went through Well, she just went through the um the accelerated Susie Sue uh re- rehab program, which is kind of sad cuz Susie Sue like can't sing any of the Susie and the Banshee songs anymore because you know having a pack a day habit I guess has long term debilitating in fairness though Miley Cyrus always had a had a bit of a raspy voice like yeah so I think she'll be all right well yeah you know it's she's she, pretty she, good she can on just talk, she can just talk sing that's okay it's <laughs> a thing now <laughs> spoken word Speaking of spoken words, I'm speaking these words in a real ritualistic manner because we must sacrifice the show now. We have reached our time limit, ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between. Thank you very much for listening. We uh, appreciate your uh, your ears and your input. If uh, if you have any suggestions or uh, topics double, you'd like us to cover. Double, double input. Sure, why not triple? There's three of us, for, for, for God's sakes. Why not? <laughs> But uh, <laughs> if you'd like just, triple input, just just please share it. Just please share the post to somebody that you don't that hasn't heard it. Yeah, give us a share. Give us a listen. Be like, hey, Prefer- check this preferably out. Preferably someone you don't like. <laughs> like, yeah. like you know, you you fast forwarded over some part of this episode, and you're landing on the ending. You're just wondering if I don't know. I don't know why you just land on the ending of the episode. But you're listening to us now. Just, the gift just, that keeps on giving. Give them, give them fre- friendship snake. Yeah, I, I, sure. I see you, Mikey and Pamela, and Terry. Use us for shitty Christmas George. if you want. That's okay too. Mean Christmas, if you will. Give Re- give them friendship snake. Remix us. Was it Romper Room that had the magic mirror? Yes. Don't talk to me about that. I don't want to fucking talk about that because guess. And you know what? You two, probably the three of us. Did you ever hear your fucking name on Rob, on Romper Room? When she said Romper Stomper, Bumper Boo. I see. You know, she never saw Wade. I guarantee you she never saw Trace. I can almost guarantee you she never saw Gunner. She never saw Gunner. Exactly. But Wade. Fuck Romper is, Room. It, is, it, is it really that she never saw you or you never saw yourself? Well, that's a that's a that's a topic completely different and <laughs> rife with pit, pitfalls and despair. But that being said, it's time to end the show. Gunner, take us on out of here.